I think a reason why I like real estate is I kind of, this is kind of like my competition that I have now. Like I pick somebody out that I want to beat and whatever I have to do to sell more than them, I'm going to do so. If they're like pulling ahead of me, then I'm going to be going out and trying to find a listing or call in and trying to get something going to, you know, to beat them. So. Tom, Christian, we'll introduce you in a second. Thanks for uh, coming on the show, but um, obviously welcome to Pucks the Properties. Um, purpose of this uh, podcast is to give back to all the players. Uh, Tom, myself, Christian, we're all in the real estate industry. And uh, a lot of times when there's players that are playing, we all get caught up in you know, our everyday lives of um, going to the rink, working out, et cetera. We don't think about what's going to happen after the game. Um, and, just like a lot of us, we talk about every every show, um, the transition is not the easiest, right? Going from the hockey rink where everyone's, uh, you know, we have coaches, we have strength and conditioning coaches, we have nutritionists, et cetera, telling us what to do, what to eat, et cetera, and transitioning to that into the real world um, sometimes is not the easiest. So that's the purpose of what we have here at Pucks the Properties. And um, Tom, you also want to, uh, you know, give a little uh, shout out or what do you got? You just had a kid. So congratulations. Good. First day back at the office, exhausted, powering through the show right now. So playing catch up, a lot of follow up, a bunch of, no, I don't want to say a bunch of stuff from, I don't know, back in June and uh, that I got to catch up on, but a lot of, a lot of sellers waiting for my call back. So it's good to be back. I don't know how many days a week I'll be here in the beginning because I slept like an hour and a half last night. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited. Don't be crying. I, I got three kids, Tom. I got three kids. Don't be crying to me right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> but I'm happy we were able to pull this off. Minnie, Minnie's a good guy. We played together, like I said, two years in Cincinnati. And he had a hell of a career, played at Notre Dame. So um, I'm happy we were able to get him on the show. And we, we spent a lot of time together. And I this is actually – this pisses me off a little bit, Manny. Me, me and this guy were together probably three, four days a week, every day after practice. And then, like, the last year, life gets in the way. We, we fall off the face of the earth and lose contact. But I figured I'd reach out to him because I missed his, his beautiful red hair. <laughs> very good. Very good. So just to give you a little feedback, uh, Christian, uh, Christian Manella, he's uh, at Sioux, Saint, or was it Sioux City back in the USHL City, for uh, yep. three, four years. Three years there, uh, yeah. For another, yep. And then another four years at Notre Dame. You're, we were just talking a little bit about you losing the national championship game to BC. Dude, come on. Come on. Back in the day. Still haunts me. Right? <laughs> hey, you know what, though? At least, at least you got there, right? I mean, there's yeah. a lot of people that, that never got to a national championship game or any type of final. So um, what was the final score of that game? I believe it was 5-2. 5-2. 5-2. Five to two. Five to, five yeah. to two and – there was a big call that I still think was a goal. Um, we scored a goal and they reviewed it for like 15 minutes and then came back and said that it was a no goal. So I think that was a big turning point. So I think if that would have been called a goal, we would have we would have battled back because I think that would have yep. made it four to three. 
Ah, that would have been good. That would have been yeah. good because we would have t- been talking about you beating BC. I was a BU uh, guy, so trust me. That would okay. a big rivalry. Right. Yeah. Big rivalry. But after that, you played, what, how many, eight years? Eight years pro? Uh, I think it was seven years. Played seven, seven years. years um, Wheeling, Wilkes-Barre, and then here in Cincinnati. Pretty cool. And you're from Cincinnati? I was born here. Um, grew up in Pittsburgh or in uh, Chicago until I was three or four, and then I moved to Pittsburgh until I moved away to go to Sioux City. So um, I didn't really come back to Cincinnati until 2013, 2014. Cool, cool. All right, well, let's um, just go over a little bit of what you have going on right now. You're a Keller Williams agent. Um, You used to work for a team or with a team. Uh, You went on your own. Um, You've done, what, a little over $5 million in transactions. You're going to hit about $10 million by the end of the year. Um, which equates to, uh, I think, about 47 closings. Um, you're working with a uh, marketing company to drive in, help you drive leads, do you know, posts on Facebook. We'll get into that stuff just yeah. to give everyone an overview. Uh, the, the, the important part, now, Tom always wants to talk about the transition. Um, one of the interesting things is you got licensed in 2013 while you were still playing. Is that correct? I did. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Why, like, yeah. What was your thought process and mindset there? I mean, I had always been interested in in real estate and uh, young dumb me. I thought that it would be like million dollar listing. Just walked into these nice places and sell them and thought I could do that. So I had surgery one summer and, and thought um, it'd be a good time to get my license. And uh, I think I was on LinkedIn and one of the local real estate companies here in town um reached out to me and and wanted me to come come in and sit down with them and i went and and they said we think you'd be a great fit here and i thought this is the easiest interview process of my life (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know what four years of college did for me and all the um you know interview prep classes we had to take i thought it was easy so i um joined them and come to realize i mean they'll will take anybody so um yeah i I was just young and dumb and and got my license but i i'd always wanted to get into real estate after after hockey so um i knew that hockey wasn't going to last forever so um started planning and just so i had something in my back pocket whenever i was done well you're one of the few because i thought hockey would last forever for me Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when I was 30, I realized that shit, you know what? It's not going to last forever. I got to figure out something. And you got, so you're um, primarily on the agent side, right? Not on the investment side at all. Have you gone over? Have you dabbled in that at all? Mm, nope. Nope. Pretty much okay. on the agent side. Um, <clears throat> I've thought about getting into the investment side. At, at some point, I, I want to eventually do it, but, um, um, you know, I'm just busy building up my business. And yep. like I said, I didn't grow up here. So it's it's been a battle um, just breaking into the into the industry here in town. So uh, that's where a lot of my efforts been. But, um, you know, in the future, definitely. And I, I know Tom has a couple of questions, but one of the things that that highlights that kind of, you know, um, screams out at me is you have a four year college degree, right? Did you get your degree? I did. Mm-hmm. What was it on? uh it was a bachelor in business administration with a focus on marketing 
did you have, so coming out of college, I know every different, different colleges have different networks, right? So I look at, you know, and I say this all the time, Boston University for me, um, it was a means to try to make the NHL, right? It wasn't, hey, let me, let me meet up with my buddies to say, what are you going to do after college? There was zero of that. And that was, again, this is back 92, 96 for me personally. Mm-hmm. What, type of, what type of college and what type of um, network did you have coming out of Notre Dame? Because there's a lot of different alumni, different, you know, different types of things. I know B, just a plug, I know B is changing that right now, but I'm just telling you a little bit <laughs> through my experience. So um, it's a little bit of yours. So, yeah, so one of, I mean, obviously Notre Dame is a very well-known school um, great education, but another benefit to go to Notre Dame is the alumni network. Yeah. Um, that can open a lot of doors for you. Um, but I mean, I was kind of in the same boat as you when I was in school. I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking about the NHL, and I didn't go to one job fair in school. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't go to any, you know, networking events and stuff like that. So. I had one thing on my mind and obviously here I am right now, it didn't pan out. So, um, but the, the Notre Dame network is, is huge and there's a great alumni network here in Cincinnati and, and that opened some doors for me. Um, but I didn't want to get into, you know, finance or, um, wealth management and stuff like that. Um, so I chose to get into real estate and, you know, I, I meet people that I don't know if I get clients and get listings because I tell them that I went to Notre Dame and graduated from Notre Dame. I don't know. I mean, unless they're Michigan or Ohio state fans, I, I hope <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I mean the, the Notre Dame network, everybody talks about it and it opens a lot of doors. Um, so that's, that was a huge benefit to go to school there. All right. Uh, what do you, you got any questions there, Tom? I got a bunch of them as well. Yeah. My, my biggest thing was like we spoke about earlier, the, the transition, what, what was it like for you? You know, obviously played in the coast, played in the American league. You never went overseas. Bob and I did at, at some point later in our career. What was the biggest transition for you coming out of pro? You know, I, I, I know we, Bob and I, you know, in the beginning, I think, I've been with Bobby over a year now, um, and and our my biggest thing was you know as you know, sad as it is to say is like finding myself it's like what the hell am I going to do next you know what I mean hundred percent hundred percent yeah I mean it, it was brutal I mean you went from some a life that you knew since I don't know when you started playing but I was three when I started playing hockey yeah um, and it was literally it took over your life for. 30, I retired when I was 33. So it took over my life for 30 years. So to go from that and just overnight, you're done and you're like looking around, like, what do I do now? Um, and I think one of the biggest things I missed was obviously, I, I think everybody says it, the camaraderie of the locker room, all the guys in the locker room, stuff like that. I mean, I can't come in here and bullshit with the agents here like we like we would um so i think that was one of the biggest things i missed um and just something that literally took over our lives for so long it, it got got us all an education 
Mm-hmm. Um, even though I didn't play in leagues overseas, we still went over and played hockey in Europe and stuff growing up. Um, took me to a lot of, I went to Australia um, to play hockey down there for a, a month. So it took me I remember that. places that, that I would never, I would never go and never experience and just overnight it's done. It, it, it was, it was tough. So I think you hit the nail on the head. It, you had to find yourself. Yeah. And we, we always talk about, um, you know, whenever we're recruiting or, you know, interviewing guys, we always try and, I mean, we try as best we can to target ex athletes for, you know, different reasons. But one thing we always talk about is that, you know, real estate is very self-educated, self-taught, you know, putting yourself out there and putting yourself in a, in a position to be uncomfortable and ask a bunch of questions. You just don't know. And, and for us, we always say like, why, why do you think hockey players typically gravitate towards towards real estate? You know, I'm, I'm looking at my list here about guys I've reached out to, whether it be LinkedIn, Facebook, whoever, just networking, just reaching out to different walks of life. And this is from every level. Like the last four episodes we have, they were all, you know, NHL guys. So we're, we're trying to get a gauge on, on different levels that, you know, guys have played at because the money we made is not the same money that an NHL player is going to make. And now he's working every day so for for us i feel that you know sp guys coast guys they they've had to grind a little bit more on in the new transition in life because they're so used to that while they're playing you know being essentially a piece of meat being traded being waived you know being cut you know up and down left and right there's not as much stability so we me and bob always talk about like why do you think hockey players typically succeed in this industry I'll tell you why. I think, honestly, I, I think people are lazy. Um, I think there's a lot of lazy agents out there. Um, and I think hockey players, I'm sure it's other sports, but obviously I don't have any experience in other sports. Um, I think hockey players are just wired differently to, you know, they set a goal for themselves. What's everybody, that? Everybody says the same thing. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I, I just think they're wired, they're wired differently because it's a different, it's just a different mindset than other. Yeah, people. yeah, it's a different mindset. I mean, you set a goal and you'll run through a wall to achieve it. Um, yeah. so I think that's why you know hockey players are successful in this because it's not easy to get into. I mean, the turnover rate in real estate is what's the percentage for? agents to make it through the first couple of years. I don't think it's very high. I think it's like an 85% or 80 <laughs> 90% rate of agents who get their license and never actually yeah, renew, exactly. renew it. Yeah. So 10, 10% of people make it. Yeah. So and, 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 and Christian, you know, I'll just add to that two seconds, you know, even the uh, individuals that we interview from the NHL, they go through the same struggles. Let's, let's call yeah. it what it is. You know, they're not making, you know, they didn't make, uh, uh, you know, $15 million a year, $10 million a year, whatever it looks like. It's a lot of guys in our, you know, that were either up in the NHL, going up and down, back and forth. Like two right? ways doesn't matter. they're making yeah, like two. league minimum. Right. So it doesn't matter. The point is, yeah. I mean, think about this. And I talk about this a lot. My brother, uh, back in the day, 91, he was number four in the world drafted, right? And obviously the money back then is a lot different than it is now. He's one of the head scouts right now from New Jersey, but he still has to work. Let's call it what it is. It doesn't matter. You still have to work. I mean, what would you do if you had 10 million bucks in the bank right now? You wouldn't just sit there and do nothing. Like 
you, you need purpose in life. We all yeah. need purpose. And I think yeah. that's one of the things that, Tom, when you said that earlier, it's it's really finding a purpose, right? What is your purpose in life? Because, you know, in the hockey rink, our purpose is playing for each other, winning, team. I got your back. I'm going to block a shot head first in the playoffs. Like, let's call it what it is. That's what we do for each other to win, right? When you go, when you, when you leave the locker room, it's like, shit, what do you do now? Right. And yeah. I think that's, that's the trying to find yourself. And I think the real estate industry is an industry that is welcome, welcoming to all of us because there's zero barriers of entry. It doesn't matter if you have a four-year college degree, right? You could jump in as a, a you know, going to uh, juniors and never going to college. So yeah. I think that's a beauty of it. So you can elaborate on that, uh, Christian. Yeah. I mean, and like I said, it's not, it's not an industry where you can step in and have instant success. I mean, I didn't get my first. So I came here, as I said, I didn't grow up here, so I don't have high school friends here. We got a small family. Um, I still, th I've been in like a full-time agent for four years now. And I think I've got like two or three referrals from my family. So, um, like I had to build this business all on my own. And here's the thing, like they told, when I first got in, I'd always ask like, how do you become successful here? And everybody said door knock, yeah. everybody said door knock, but I don't see anybody else doing it. There's only one other person in this office that I know door knocks. So again, like, I just think people, did you do it? Yeah, I did it. I, yeah, I did it. And people would slam the door in my face and yell at me through the door. And yeah. I'm thinking to myself, I'm walking away. I'm like, I'm like, damn, my life is really <laughs> 180 degree turn. Like last year I was playing hockey. And now these people that have no idea who I am are slamming the door in my face. Dude, hey, you know what I did? I did the same thing for a year straight from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. I got a, a list of uh, pre-foreclosure properties, people losing their houses. And I door knocked for a year straight. So. I did the same. I had, I had the same feelings as you, and I'm like, shit, man. I was just playing in. You know, I was just in Europe, and yeah. I'm like, you know, now I'm doing knocking on doors, people slamming yeah. the doors in my face. But best thing ever. Best thing. Yeah, ever. and exactly. I mean, there were obviously there were a lot of dark days, and and like I said, I didn't have my first closing. My first year, my first twelve months, I only closed two hundred forty-three thousand dollars in real estate. I had one closing, and I made like, well, like. Seven thousand dollars, and then my brokerage took fifty percent of it, so I made like thirty-five hundred bucks. Um, and I just think, just growing up in hockey and refusing to fail, like, I mean, like I said, there were a lot of days where I'm looking at myself like, "What am I doing?" Yep, it's and a long I, game. Though. Real estate's a long game, right? You guys, I mean, yeah. you, you nailed it. So that's a, a good way to look at it. Yeah. Are you repping, uh, you doing listings or mostly repping buyers? Like what's your, what's your day to day like right now? I mean, I just looked at it the other day. I had, I've had 21 closing and I was like 21 closing so far this year. And I think 11 are listings. So in a market right now where inventory is low, I'm still pretty balanced, mm -hmm. which is, has been nice, but, um, before things got crazy i would usually be able to get two other pieces of business per listing whether it be somebody coming through the open house or door knocking and getting another listing in the neighborhood but right what the last year everything's been nuts so everything's closing or going under contract same day 
so I don't have time to market it or anything and try to get repeat business. So a lot of it's been been one and done. But yeah. um, I mean, it, it's been good. I, I I've been balanced and not having to deal with being buyer heavy and having to put in like nine offers before finally get one yep. accepted. So um, yep. it's been it's been pretty pretty good. So let's talk a little bit about team because um, you were on a team and then you, you know, obviously something happened. You, and in real estate, here's it's, it's a lot about like the locker room, right? So when you start building a team in real estate, um, it's like a, a hockey locker room. You got to see is everybody pulling their weight, right? I think that's really important for everybody. I know you, I don't know how much you want to get into that or, you know, talk, talk a little about bit about yeah. All right, cool. All right, you just, you, you just bring up about, uh, you know, your team lead and, you know, yeah. not, not putting in the, the work that everybody else is putting in. So talk a little bit about that because I think that's important. Yeah, so I, again, not growing up here, I didn't have a huge sphere of influence. So I thought I, I spent a year on my own. Um, and I did, or maybe a year and a half, I did like 243,000 my first year. Second year, I was up to like between three and four. Um, and then... I thought it would be good to be on a team maybe for a few years just to build a client base yeah. and kind of learn and stuff like that. So somebody had approached me and um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Keller Williams, um, yeah. you know, format, but each office has a team leader and what their job is, is to recruit and build agent count in the, in the office. Mm -hmm. So this guy, was transitioning out of selling to take a team leader role and he wanted me to take over his his business mm -hmm. and um you know he was going to you know kind of show me show me the way and stuff like that so first first you know year it was pretty good i went from three or four million i did like i did like 6.1 million the first year on his team and uh like year two rolls around and starting to, to never see this guy um he ended up stepping down from his team leader role and wanted to step back into the real estate um side of it so i thought doing that i'd be seeing him mm -hmm. i'd go a month and a half without seeing this guy yeah. I'd be and this is, this is supposed to be your coach or team lead. Or exactly. Yeah. 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 And um, I'd see on Facebook, he's down in, in Florida and then he's home. Facebook. Yeah. And then he's home and then he's down in Colorado the next week. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, what am I doing? Like I'm giving this guy 50% of my commission. Mm -hmm. What am I getting in return? So this isn't even your, this is your broker or your team leader? What's the difference? My team leader. How does this work? So, so in Keller Williams, you got a broker. Yeah. And then you got a team leader, which is like the office CEO. And their job is to recruit and get agents to the office and build up the office. Okay. So when he was, that was his primary job. He kind of stepped back from real estate and had me take over. Okay. And he was in that role. Is he feeding you leads or are you on your own? I'll get to that. So, <laughs> so I mean, how much time do we got? Because I, I, I could go no, on. Can I, and, and, and I just want to interrupt you. The reason why this is important is because we know we grew up in the locker room, right? And, and it's all about team. And you're talking about the dynamics of 
business teams. It's a lot like when we're in the locker room because this this is really important. So I hope hopefully everyone just really listens to how all of this stuff happens because now now this is business. Yeah. So so he's team leader for the office. Then he steps down from that role back into real estate. When he did that, I thought he was going to be, you know, picking up some of the slack. But then he just literally like stepped back and went on a year long vacation. Because I was I was still running everything, and that year I went from six million to ten million, and splitting splitting fifty percent of that at three percent. So I gave him almost one hundred fifty thousand bucks yep. for a year, and literally I may have see saw him ten times that year. Yep. I'm like, what are you doing? Okay. So and this guy, I mean, this guy's like the captain. And he's mm-hmm. he's not there. Yeah. So like captain that I, doesn't block shots, dude. The captain that doesn't block shots doesn't. Oh work my anymore. god! Like he's he's not he's not <laughs> leading by example. He's not, yeah. you know, guiding me. Like I'm literally, I'm my own You're agent. Out of water, but I've got somebody on the payroll. <laughs> so yeah. so after after that year so after my wedding i ended up saying listen this this isn't working for me because the the final the final straw was we went on our honeymoon and i asked him one week just like give me a week where i can get away and not have to deal with work he's like yeah yeah i got you i got you i got you so i'm down in in florida and uh I'm getting calls from agents saying that they're trying to get a hold of this guy, can't get a hold of him. So I ended up working two hours every morning on my honeymoon because he's MIA. And, um, you know, Andrea wasn't too pleased about that. Um, But uh, so I get back the following week, he's going to Florida. He's like, well, when I'm gone, you're going to have to take over everything. (laughs) I was like, wait a second here. I was just on my honeymoon and I was working. He's like, well, that's why you got Mitch to assist you. And I was like, no, Brandon, I'm not paying Mitch. I'm paying you. It isn't working. So, I hope so Mitch see this. What's that? Well, I hope you share this and Mitch and Brandon see this. Well, Mitch ended up le- Mitch is three doors down the hall from me. Mitch, <laughs> Mitch uh, ended up leaving him like three months after I left. So now Mitch kind of works for me now a little bit. There you go. Nice. Um, and then Brandon ended up leaving and going to another another brokerage, but, um, cool. Uh, but yeah, leads, he, he made it seem like he was paying for leads and then talking with my lender and stuff. He's like, I haven't gotten a cent for leads, but I've been paying for him. I'm like, okay, this, this isn't working. Yeah. So you, you, I mean, you, you knew pretty quick too the, about that. One of the takeaways that I know we were kind of yucking on Facebook or calling it Facebook yeah. before this, but I think this is important. If you're a business owner, um, you know, I personally don't like posting shit on Facebook. I'll be honest. Yeah. I don't, you know, and I've, I have a couple of different businesses that I run a virtual assistant company out of the, the Philippines, you know, obviously uh, perch rock management here, et cetera. But, you know, I'm a lot like you, man. I hate posting because yeah. it's, it's like, you know, Hey, look at me, look what I'm doing. Half of the time you get people that, you know, are so full of shit that, exactly. you know, I mean, you know, That's not their real life. Yeah, it's not their real life. It's such crap. And it's like, yeah. you know, people are like, oh, look how well he's doing. I'm like, dude, I know for a fact that person's not doing well. I'm like, all right. So I take a step back. I don't post. It just, it's, you yeah. know, I'll post every once in a while. 
it's not it's not for me when i when i post it's something that my wife posts and i just share it yep yep so and, I, and, and trust me there are some people that um i know you're working with a company um and our virtual assistants post for us on like instagram and facebook and do all that posting but i'm not going to sit there and uh, you know because this is something <laughs> there was a speaker buddy of mine back in the day that uh i had a friend that had a red porsche right and the guy's like hey can i take a picture next to your porsche no joke took a picture next to the porsche and uh posted on on facebook like it was his i'm like dude okay. you're a loser like you're yeah. an absolute loser i'm like all right i'm out i'm like yeah. i'm doing any of that crap like it's, it just pisses me I, off i want to shine a light on something so basically christian uh, and and this is I don't know if it I don't know if it's the business I don't know if it's the athlete but basically Christian said you know go fuck yourself but I don't think you know most people in a nine to five would uh, you know take the initiative to to make a change like that quickly and I think yeah. that's a testament to accountability just like when we were playing and you know hiring holding yeah. people to a higher standard that are supposed to be mentors or in a higher role that are supposed to be guiding you, AKA leaders. And I just, I respect that. So, you know, something. Yeah. I, and, and yeah, I honestly, I think I was loyal to a fault. I think I should have made the move a year earlier, but I, for but some reason people, I felt bad. People won't because they're comfortable. Yeah. Or, or, so, they don't, or they don't want to hurt someone's feelings. Yeah. And, and I just had enough. I mean, you're, you're supposed to be the leader, like be present, lead by example. I'm not saying you have to, I mean, you've obviously earned the right to be the boss. So I'm not saying you have to work 60 hours like I do, or maybe you do, I don't know, but at least like come into the office a couple of days a week and, and you know, show your face. This is a guy I'd fight in practice for sure. Yeah. 100%. No, no, but 100%. this is the, another important takeaway that you made. Think about this, right? Um, you know, you retire when you're 33. Um, a lot of times this happened with, with me as well. I mean, the same exact story where you, you know, put your time in, put your time in, put your time in, put your time in. And then over time, the great thing is we all learn. And it, it'd be, it, it would be sad if you didn't learn and you didn't take those steps because – I mean, this is what we. This is the reason why you're you're an elite athlete. I mean, let's call it what it is. Guess what? Summertime, you're shooting pucks, you're lifting weights, you're doing everything to get better all the time. It's the same thing with your transition. Over time, at the beginning, you jump into an industry you didn't know anything about, right? You had to build your sphere, you had to do all of that stuff. So now, when you're moving into that, one year goes by, you learn something. Two years go by, you learn. You keep learning every year until a light bulb goes on. You say, you know what? All right, now I'm, I'm ready to take that next step, which yeah. is to run your own team just how the game goes right yeah like yeah important. and and when i played i was never the best but i always had the you know had that you know one of the hardest work ethics yeah. and it just pisses me off when i'm busting my ass and the person that i'm paying yeah. isn't doing anything they've been on a year-long vacation at my expense so i'm like i don't need you anymore yep which is good. It's good to know. Tom, what else you got? What else do I got? Oh, no, I just – I kind of want to just talk about, like, why we're doing this, our why. We, we, yeah. we touch on that at least once a month, you know, why why we started this platform, why you're working on the coaching program. We're trying to tap into the NHLPA, trying to tap, tap into the PHPA. Um, 
would love to at some point. And, and Christian, just so you know, this is very premature. This is only the fifth fifth, fifth episode we've shot. I mean, we, I've got a list lined up of guys, you know, booked for the next uh, year and a half at least to do, you know, one or two episodes a month. And when we talk about real estate being uh, a business that you're not going to get, you know, instant gratification for, for me and Bob, what we've talked about, you know, we, we kick ideas back and forth is why we're doing this. And yes, is to give back. Yes. is to, you know, help guys that are still playing, um, you know, find that, make that next step a little bit easier than it was for us. And, and to kind of give back, if we're not going to coach, if we're not going to scout, like how can we still be involved in the game? And when we yeah. talk about, you know, Notre Dame, you know, and their, their networking, um, you know, opportunities that you get from them, their alumni group. We want this to grow into something that it's a platform to where, you know, my vision, I don't know about, I, I've read this by Bob, it's, you know, to where we can actually have a community just like hockey players in business or, or stuff like that to where, you know, maybe we're meeting once a year for a conference down in Florida. Maybe we're scheduling like a golf tournament to kind of use as a quote unquote tell our wives it's a networking event or even, yeah. or, even or, or even bring the wives to, to something to where it becomes a platform and actually something that we can turn into because me and Bob, we're playing in 10 states right now. We're not just doing stuff in Connecticut. We're not just doing stuff in New York or Massachusetts. We're, we're down south. We're in the Midwest. You know, you and I have talked about possibly um, breaking into the the Dayton, Cincinnati, Akron markets to where, you know, if you throw a dart at a wall or at a, or at a map, you're, you're going to hit a city that has either a minor pro team or an NHL team. So if we could grow this into something to where we have boots in the ground in, in every market to where we can help each other grow, to me, that would be the ultimate way to kind of give back. And, um, you know, that's what we kind of tell guys is why we're doing this and, and kind of figure out a way how we could help each other. Cause you never know, you might have a referral in New York, Connecticut or another market that we're in. And, you know, I, I talked to you a little bit about how we want to grow in the Ohio market. So, and you've got our guy in the Ohio market. So it's, it's, it's never ending. And I think that that's why I love real estate so much because the creative possibilities are, are endless. If you want to kind of touch on that a little bit. Me touch on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, there's so many different, avenues you could take in real estate you can go into investing like bob said you can get into sales like i'm doing you can get into commercial you can get into i mean do you remember colin malby yes he's doing he's he's doing something there now isn't he i know he's, yeah, so he's here now and he's probably i don't know i sold like four or five houses to him like he's he's, he's doing rentals he's flipping and he's also like doing airbnbs and killing it right now yeah, yeah. um nice. And, and that market here in Cincinnati is is huge. Um, so there's so many different things that you can do in real estate. You you don't have to, you know, you can kind of dabble in a lot of it. Um, so that's kind of why I liked it. Um, because, I mean, there's so many different possibilities. There's nobody telling me that I have to be here. Um, <laughs> Yep. Yeah, and I think that's another reason why hockey players are successful in it because the discipline that you have to, you know, have to play hockey and keeping yourself accountable, it just translates to real estate because I don't have to come to work. I don't have to go door knock, but if I don't, then I'm not going to sell anything. 
can't pay your bills either. Yeah, and and I think I think a reason why I like real estate is I kind of this is kind of like my competition that I have now. Like I pick somebody out that I want to beat, and whatever I have to do to sell more than them, I'm going to do so. If they're like pulling ahead of me, then I'm going to be going out and trying to find a listing or call in and trying to get something going to you know to beat them. So. I think yeah. that's why you guys track each other's numbers in the office. Um, I don't know. There's not like a running tally every year, every month in the office meeting, they like have the top three or no, I'm sorry, top 10. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always like to be on that. Um, and then they have like who sold more than a million dollars that month. Mm-hmm. Um, so they do that, but they don't say, okay, Christian's at 3.5 million right now. And so they don't have like sure. a running leeway, but I'm looking. Oh yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Friendly, friendly competition. I, yeah. I I love these guys here, but I want to have the highest numbers. Out of no, without it, you know, and, and, and that's one of the important things. Actually, Tom, that's a good point. We're doing a way better job every day. We're working on getting more accurate numbers because that just shows, you know, I know that's going to fuel Tom. I know that's going to, Tom's going to look at it and be like, dude, Screw this shit. I'm winning. I'm winning. I guarantee. Yeah. And I'll, and if I'm a betting man, I'll put my money on. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and, yeah. and people don't get it. Like I'll compete at, at anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know yep. what it is, how small and, and minor it is. Like I'll still bet somebody and, and want to beat them in that. And they're like, who cares? I'm like, I care. Yeah. I don't yeah. No one gets but, it. I played yeah. tennis. I was playing tennis with my my kids yesterday, and uh, my oldest son, eighteen. Yeah, now he's now he's like got brass balls. He thinks he's the king and everything, right? Yeah. So he's like, "Dad, I'm gonna kick your butt." I'm like, "How much you got in the bank account?" I, I, I play, and I'm not good at tennis. Let's call it. It doesn't matter. But yeah. I'm competing. So I kicked his ass yesterday. He gave me twenty bucks. So I owned five bucks. There you go. Yeah. 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 Just, it's competing. That's it. That's all it is. But yeah. Um, yeah. So Tom, what kind of uh, parting words? I know we uh, we're on forty minutes, so we usually like to keep it around this time. Any uh, parting questions that we got? Same question for every uh, last question of the show. Christian, favorite real estate related book or daily podcast you listen to to kind of keep the axe a little sharp in your day to day? Um, I mean, here's my little Keller Williams plug. <laughs> <laughs> Millionaire real estate agent. Uh- yeah. That's good. yeah. Heard of it? Yeah, I read it. Yep. Yeah. When I thought there's hey, here, a good one too. This one's very good. Power. Forty-eight laws of power. Okay. It's by uh, Robert Greene. Actually, really good. Really good book. Okay. Um. So anyway, two plugs there. Um. But anyway, Christian, uh, I want to thank you obviously for jumping on this and taking the time out of your day. Um. We really appreciate it. Giving back, obviously, to. The hockey community, etc. So really, really appreciate time. Anything on your end? No, just grateful for the time. I know you're a busy man, so um, you know it's good chat. Maybe we should do it again. Good catching up. Yeah. You know, and we say this to everybody else. If you know any, if if there's any guys you know that you know we don't know that are in real estate now, they're ex players, retired, you know, in different markets across the country. If 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 you think they'd be a good fit to come on the show, that'd be great. Yeah, I'd I'd maybe talk to talk to Molly because he's. You know, he's uh, on my list. I got to give him, I got to text him. Yeah, he's doing something. He's not a real estate agent, but he's 
in real estate and kind of dabbling into into something else. He's always looking for something to do, and he's he's been, you know, fairly successful. Um, I know when he I know when we were done playing, he he went back there and took a job. Is he still doing that nine to five? Yeah. So, so he's got that, and he's okay. Yeah, so he's got a job. Um, he's kind of his own boss as well. So mm-hmm. he takes care of his stuff, and then he's dabbling into real estate, and he's also got a clothing line. So he's kind of all over the place. Another one's Tony Turgeon. You remember him? I don't. Can you put me in contact with him? Yeah. Yeah, he's a Keller Williams agent. He's part of Keller Williams Sports and Entertainment, like me. So he's a good guy. And then there's somebody that played for Florida that's in Keller Williams as well. Matt Harrington? No, his name's Mitch Downing. Okay. We'll figure yeah. it out. Bob, do your thing. Take it away. Appreciate it. All right, cool. Um, first of all, thank you, obviously, Christian, for everything. Um, Thanks for having me. Obviously, check us out if you guys have any questions. Um, a couple different companies. We have Perch Rock Management, um, perchrockmanagement.com. you guys are looking for any roles, any jobs, or anything like that and want to join a team, uh, we have an investment company, like Perch Rock Management. We uh, also have a virtual assistant company, interested in virtual assistant services. Uh, check us out at RevaGlobal, R-E-V-A-Global.com. With that being said, thank you very much. Tune in. Share this. Uh, let all the ex-players know or current players know uh, that there is life after the sport. And uh, real estate's a great way to uh, to get things rocking and rolling and, and to, to join an industry where you can build a team again. So, anyway, thank you, everybody. Appreciate it. All right, thank you. Uh, Later. See ya.